Sophia Guzman here, and today's podcast will be talking about alcohol addiction and the effects it has on the people around you. In this podcast, we'll be interviewing people who have had personal relationships with alcoholics and we'll be seeing what type of effects it's had in their life. Here's a not-so-fun fact on alcoholism. Um, according to the National Association for Children of Alcoholics, 30 million children are born to alcoholic parents every year. Me and my siblings were some of them. Growing up, I didn't really know what alcoholism was and how bad of an effect it was going to have on my life. All I knew was that my dad really loved to drink those disgusting things that my mom absolutely hated. As I grew older, I noticed how he would change after every sip he took. At the time, I didn't know it would have such a big impact on my life and the way I live. I just... I never noticed how absent my father really was for my life. It wasn't until he was deported for drunk driving that I realized how much I needed him. My grades started to drop and I became more antisocial, antisocial than before. So my mom decided to send me to Mexico to live with him, thinking that maybe having him back in my life would change the way I felt. I honestly thought that him being away from us for so long would make him change the way in which he acted but unfortunately it did not according to a study made by kids health by the kids health organization um, many children of addicts have these feelings of embarrassment and frustration and those are feelings that And those are feelings that I'm accustomed to when it comes to talking about this topic. I was always so frustrated thinking about how he couldn't change his habits or his addiction for his children. And always so embarrassed of of him acting the way he did acting the ways in which he did while drunk or the actions that he would make I would be embarrassed about around my friends how much how many bottles there was at home Back then, I didn't really think that, as I said before, that it would have such a big effect in my life. But having an absentee father really takes a toll, especially us as children. It makes us think differently of our parents, of who we envision to be. Who we envision to be these heroes or these protectors. And that's who I thought he would be for me and my sisters. Um, it wasn't until years later, as me as, and uh, I'm a teen, that he and me married. 
and he was finally able to fight his demons and become this better father for his other children and a better husband for his new wife that I realized that I shouldn't to let his past have such a big toll on my life that I should become greater than the person I envisioned myself to be that I should take his mistakes and make them into my biggest uh, my biggest um pushes in life to not become someone who who gets addicted to things so easily someone who is free spirited strong and independent It's because of him that I decided that I decided to become a good student. But there are times in which I can't um, become be this strong person, and I want to hide that from my friends and my family. And sorry for being so emotional. But I don't really, I never really have a chance to talk to anyone about these feelings. So, and I know how children of addicts and people who have had families and friends, I know how they feel. And I want them to know that sometimes it feels like things aren't going to get better. It feels like you won't be able to change anything. But I hope that through this podcast, um, you guys get to learn how you can't let these things define who you are. Um, Gregory Spurgeon, the man who I made my first interview with, he is one of my teachers. He's my favorite teacher, actually. (laughs) So this school year he's been a great role model to me and he he's a really strong person too and he's has friends and he's has family and uh, as he'll say in his interview who have gone through these types of battles and how it has had a change uh, an effect on his life but he also talks about how he doesn't let that um well I'll let you listen to his interview but um he is a really great man and teacher and he's pushed through all those difficulties and became this role model to all these different children um uh because of that and my second interview uh he's a fellow classmate. He's in cross country and he's a very enthusiastic um person. He always likes to make people laugh and and he's he seems like a strong person too. Um I don't want people to think that because of other people's mistakes that it'll kind of uh, have a say in their future um i want 
people who have gone through these things to know that they can use the their these people's mistakes as a way to push themselves and to take themselves to a higher place in which they won't they won't have they won't have to go through the same things in which they did uh and yeah i hope that you guys are able to learn some things from this podcast uh thank you for listening to my long introduction and my own little personal anecdote and my tears uh thank you so much i'm here with gregory spurgeon and i'm gonna ask him some questions about alcohol addiction bring it on sophia so first question do you know anybody who suffers from alcohol addiction i've actually uh alcoholism runs in my family pretty strongly um and you know it I constantly struggle with the definition of what alcoholism really is and whether or not it is stops at just having to have a reliance on alcohol or if it is like a, a danger to uh, anybody that's around you. But yes, to, to answer your question, I, I, I do know people that have struggled with alcohol addiction. Um, have these have these people have an, have any impact on your life or? yeah you know whenever you know somebody that struggles with alcohol addiction you can always separate them into who they are without alcohol and who they are with alcohol and just because they act differently in that moment doesn't mean that they necessarily are a bad person I always think that we all kind of like struggle from our own demons and alcoholism is one way in order to kind of like put off actually feeling the feelings and, and coming to terms with whatever it is that uh, causes you harm but yes they they have an impact on my life uh, some of my very fir- some of my um the closest people in my life struggle with alcohol addiction and actually my best friend was just diagnosed uh, as an alcoholic thank you for sharing um last question have these co- have they caused like any change in your life or the way you think you know um I always take a step back and I think about, I kind of like analyze my own um, desire to drink or to, you know, like, ha- and that means like both in trying to have a good time and um, kind of taking the sting of emotions off the table and just kind of like putting it off to a later time. but. Yeah, I'm definitely more cognizant of how much I drink and and the the reason behind my drinking whenever, just based on what they've experienced in their own life. All right, thank you for sharing. Yeah, for sure. Happy to do so. Okay, I'm here with Trayvon Chance, and I'm going to ask him some questions on alcohol addiction. Um, Do you know anybody who suffers from alcohol addiction? Yeah, my um, uncle, his name is... His name is um, Brian Chance. He's like, he's we like close friends. We used to go like fishing and stuff. But when I like moved out with my auntie, uh, he started doing alcohol. Like he used to be like leaving the house and just go get alcohol and then come back in the middle of the night with his keys still at the door and, and door wide open. And like if you just walk in his room, it just smells like alcohol. Like there's like three or four bottles sitting on the floor. It's like so crazy but 
if I feel bad because I can't really help him, but I really do. But it seems like he needs very he needs help right now, like right now. Right. What impact did he have on your life? The very impact was when we was like our favorite thing that we like to do is go fishing. Well, one day. One day we'll spend the time with my auntie house, and then he was there chilling on the couch. And then I asked him like, "Do you want to go fishing?" And then he said like, he gave me so much attitude of like, like so much attitude. Like for example, he just said like, "No, no, I'm not trying to go." And then noticed last night he just came home with a big old bottle of liquor, and it made me so mad. And started crying because I don't know what to do. He's only like. He's still young. He's like, like forty-five years old, and he's like, he's just leaving his life away. He got like two kids, and it seems like he doesn't really care about them. He just cares about drinking and make sure his body feels good of liquor and all that. And I just like, that made my day kind of sad because I can't really help him, but I can really, st- I could still love him. But that's pretty much it. Um, has he caused any changes on the, on your life or the way you think about him? Yeah, he causes a lot of changes in my life. I don't, like, think, I really don't judge anybody, but when he started, like, doing stuff to me, doing, like, like crazy things to me, it didn't, like, it felt like he wasn't himself anymore, but I just didn't really like to talk to him. Like, I just say, like, hey, keep a regular conversation with him because I think he would be getting weird if, like, if I start laughing and all that kind of stuff, but he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool sometimes, but at night, he's not cool at all. He's, like, so mean. All right. Thank you for sharing. You're very welcome. Um, It's Sophie again. The reason why I think that people who have uh, family and friends who struggle with these types of addictions um, come forward and talk about it with um, people they trust and people they confine in is because although they have these people who are putting them through these type of struggles and making them feel certain types of ways um, is because it's important for people's mental health and emotional health and sometimes they might have uh, a sort of physical relief, I guess you could say. It might save them from situations in which they can't help the way they're treated. It might be something worse um, of an experience in which I've had. So it could really save save someone's life, especially depending on the way in which um, their family or friends uh, abuse these drugs, um, and so hearing the, um, Gregory Spurgeon and Trayvon Chance talk about their experience, no matter how mild or how extreme things might be, that they can fight, um, through these, through these obstacles in their life to get to these higher points of, and of themselves and to find themselves is such a great thing because they know that uh, they can't give up because if they give up then it'll be the same as the person this these people who abuse these drugs giving up on their life and so 
if you give up on your life because of the mistakes that these people are making in yours, um, how are you ever going to be able to change that? You can't. You have to fight and you have to be strong and you have to um, realize that things happen for a reason. Um, You might not believe in God or in this holy divinity type of stuff. Um, But uh, you have to believe in something. Be it something religious, um, not religious. You can believe in yourself. You can believe in family. You have to fight because um, you have somebody waiting for you. You have something, someone there who cares. And it might seem like it at that like it might not seem like it at times, but you always have someone. So you can confine in that person and tell them how you feel or things that you're thinking um because their addictions don't have to become your addictions you you don't have to follow in in their footsteps you can become your own person with your own thoughts and your own feelings um thank you for listening to my podcast um i know there might be some discrepancies based on emotions um but thank you so much anyways Uh, bye